Welcome back to our study. We're talking about some things that really will help us in our relationship with God. And the first one is knowing God intimately, having this real personal knowledge of him and growing in that. And Jeremiah says we shouldn't boast in our wisdom or boast in our might or boast in our power. But what we should boast in is that we really know God, that we have this relationship with him. Now, what do I really mean by knowing God, and, wh- and how can I know him? Well, it's just the same way you get to know another person. You have to commit yourself to that person and spend time with that person. If you're going to get to know someone, you don't just get to know someone because you have a handshake and you meet. You do not get to know somebody by watching them on television or reading a book about them. You know, I know a lot of people f- from seeing them on television or hear about, hearing about them or reading about them. But a lot of those people I don't know personally. I've never met them. I've never come into relationship with them. I've never spent time with them personally. Well, how do you get to know God? Well, you have to listen to God speak through his word, the Bible, and respond to it. When God tells you that he loves you and that he sent Jesus to die for you and that he rose again for you, then you believe that. And you listen to what he has to say and you respond to that truth. You begin to discover more and more what God is really like, his nature, his character. And you see him best in Jesus Christ, for he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You also accept his invitation and you obey him. The Bible says, repent of your sin, turn from yourself, and turn to Christ. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And when we do that, when we trust him as our way, our truth, and life, then we come into this relationship with God, and we get to know God. And that's the beginning, but that's not the end. We have a ticket to heaven. We know that we have a relationship, but it's just like in a marriage. Just the fact that you got to know your husband or your wife exceedingly well, but then once you got married, you know, you let everything begin to slip. You begin to not spend time together. You begin to not get to know more intimate things about each other. You begin to not see the deeper needs of your mate then the relationship crumbles. So with our relationship to God. To know God means that we recognize God and rejoice daily in his love. You see, the most blessed knowledge is to know Jesus as Savior, Lord, and Master of our lives. And that's essential to pleasing God and living life to the full. And that's something that happens over and over again. Oh, it starts with a salvation experience when you make that first commitment. I believe that. But then we grow daily in that. <clears throat> to know God is, is, is the important thing in life. It's the clear answer to many of life's most pressing problems. And Jesus the, gives us the implicit pledge of his ultimate answer to them if we trust him. Compared with all other knowledge, uh, there's nothing else that compa- can compare. I've studied mathematics. I've studied history. I've studied English. I've studied uh, English literature. I've studied all kinds of areas in college and in advanced studies, and that's all helpful, and that's all <clears throat> a part of becoming a well-rounded person. But you're not a well-rounded person until you have this daily relationship with him and know him. Say that we we're back in the days of American slavery and you are a slave, and on the slave market you're being sold, and the meanest and most difficult slave owner uh, buys you and serving him is terrible. 
I mean, he's merciless. Your plight is wretched. One night you try to escape, but you're caught and dragged back, whereupon this gloating slave owner decides to inflict exemplary punishment on you and give you a major lashing, such lashing, such as almost always means to, that you die because you're undernourished anyway. In the morning, you're tied naked to the whipping post, and the whippers are called, and they begin to thrash you with other slaves looking on and several visitors when a strange thing happens, one of the visitors, a tall, noble-looking gentleman, says, Stop, you cannot whip that poor slave so brutally, he will die. The slave owner, little dreaming what is to follow, glares at him and says, Then die he shall, unless you, brave sir, will take his punishment. And the stranger steps forward, and he says, You have com committed yourself free the slave and I'll take the lashing. He bears his back to the, to the people who are doing the whipping and his body quivers under the lashes, but he endures manfully until the last two strokes when he sinks to the ground, lacerated, bleeding, totally exhausted. But there's more to follow, however. Imagine our slave's increasing astonishment when a few days later he was summoned before his master who says, you're my slave no longer. That man who suffered for you has now paid such a price to free you that I cannot keep you any longer. Go, you're free. Nor is even that all, for as you are leaving the old master, you're stopped by a messenger from your amazing new master and benefactor who says, you have now, you have new clothing and food and money in the bank. But then upon inquiring, you discover that all of your needs are met. You're so grateful and so thankful for the one who's done so much for you that you travel however far it is to find him and to serve him and to love him and to show your gratitude. Is my parable overdrawn or maybe far-fetched? No, I think it simply pictures what happens when we get to know God and we come into relationship with him. He took our place. He bore our punishment. And he has offered to be the Lord of our lives and to guide us and to lead us in everything that we do and to show us the way to live life like it ought to be lived. Let me suggest several things that will help you in building your knowledge of God. Spend time with him every day. Have a, have a place and a time that you spend with him. Now, you might miss some, but if you miss, immediately uh, get back to it and, and make that time. Open your Bible and read. Select books of the Bible to read and, and begin reading books like the Gospels and the book of Philippians and Colossians and 1 Corinthians and ask God to show you what he wants you to know, what he wants you to do. Ask him to, to just open it up to you. And as you do that, as the word becomes powerful to you, you will begin to grow because, you see, God speaks to us through his word. The Bible says his word is life. And that life comes when we spend time with him. And then maybe even pick out some verses to memorize so that when you're going about your daily activities and you don't have your Bible with you and things come up, you can quote those to yourself or even to other people to tell them of God's love and strength. And as you do that, you begin to experience what it really means to live in his knowledge. And, you know, it's not a matter of trying to memorize for the fact of memorizing. It's that you're memorizing the verses that will help you, the verses that will strengthen you, the verses that will show you the way to live life like God wants you to. 
So spend time with God every day. Obey what he says when you read something in Scripture. Do what he says. And seek to memorize some of the best ones that will help you. And you'll discover that it makes a difference. I hope you'll do that. God bless you. Have a great day.